So we are in the last chapter of the book of Romans. Of course, it's uh, often been said that this letter was never had chapters originally. It was just a letter sent by Paul to the Church of God in Rome. And this is the latter part of this letter. And this letter is, as I've read it, it's been very interesting last chapter because it seems that there's a lot of names in it, a lot of people mentioned, a lot of comments made about them, and nothing too conclusive. Until you just sit back and think about Paul considering these different people, living people who were workers for the Lord, people that Paul either had met, were relations of his, or were people he'd heard about. And he comments on 26 of them, which is quite a number. <clears throat> and then he finishes that section by talking about those who want to be mentioned, who are working with him at the time he's writing the letter, and he wants and they want their names mentioned to the Church of God in Rome. And then at the end of the end, he then puts a a, a last loving appeal. It's almost as if you've had 15 chapters of appeals of Paul really hammering home how we should conduct ourselves or how the Church of God in Rome should conduct itself before God and the difficulties and the helps that could be are available and the remembrances about the Lord Jesus and about God's will for them. And he's coming, it's almost as if he's, he's doing these... Um, these names where he's, he's mentioning these greetings and then he's as if the Lord has put it in his mind again oh, and he put, brings in another little help another few verses if you like just at the bottom of the letter just encouragement and then he goes back to the greetings again and then he finishes off with his doxology. So that's the chapter. We'll read it together. Um, excuse me as we try and uh, try and struggle with the names that are, that are down here, the uh, 26 of them. Uh, we'll try and go through it all together. So it's Romans chapter 16, reading from verse 1. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Sancria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you for she has been a great help to many people including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets in their house. Greet my dear friend, Epenetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. 
greet Andronisus and Junius, my relatives, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, tested and approved in Christ. Greet those among Greet those who belong to the household of, of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who worked hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Paris, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus. Asyncritus. Greet Phlegon. Greet Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the brothers with them. Greet Philogos, Philologos. Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of native people, sorry, of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I am full of joy over you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, sends his greetings to you, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my relatives. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. That makes me smile a little bit, really, as he's writing it. He, he just decided, <laughs> almost without Paul's agreement, just to put in his own little comment. So, I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you too in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church were here enjoy, sends you his greeting. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother, Quartus, send you their greetings. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all nations might believe and obey him. To the only wise, God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a lovely finish to the letter.
I think if we just break it down and, um, as it is in the, I'll be through it section by section. The middle section I won't say so much about because just talking about all these different people, I think it's something that we just need to take away with us and consider for ourselves as to the comments that Paul makes about these people. Some of the comments are straightforward and, and clear. Others leave you scratching your head a little bit <laughs> as to, well, why did he say that? Uh, I don't have the answers to all that. Uh, and I think it's something that we just need to consider that uh, it's what God gave them. And it also, in Paul's mind, he's put it down for reasons that he understands in his knowledge of people. So this latter part, it's a little bit like a letter that's sent from a, a, a ministering brother, if you like, to a church of God, to us in Manchester, where he mentions certain people and mentions characteristics about that, these people. And, and it's lovely, really, if we just have that mindset when we're looking at this chapter of the knowledge that Paul had for that group of people in Rome and how he loved them, and how precious they were to him. And then he goes on to talk about the people that were with him, that were working with him when he was writing this letter in Ephesus. And he talks about uh, the time when he's in, been in Corinth, and his knowledge of the people, and his understanding of their gift, and how they are using it for the Lord, is indicative of the man, of his love, for the service that he's doing for God. That these people were precious. They all had their different characteristics. They all had their different callings, but they were precious to Paul. And Paul knew they were precious to the Lord. And they formed uh, that church of God in Rome and connected to the other churches of God in Asia. And right through to Jerusalem, the first Church of God in the New Testament and that connection is there and Paul is being used by the Lord to in these letters to link up and connect and to just show love. He starts off with this letter of commendation to Phoebe. <coughs> it's lovely, we, we know about letters of commendation of course, we use them and it's it's something that's quite important in fellowship because if you are an overseer on the door, for instance, and somebody turns up and they say, oh, I'm from the Church of God in Timbuktu, whatever, and you've never seen them before and you, you don't know who they are, it's very difficult then to, to deal with it because you're thinking, well, what church do you belong to and uh, are you baptised? Are you able to take the emblems? Are you part of the churches of God? Are you part of the priesthood? Are you able to come in and take the remembrance? And of course, if you don't, that person didn't have a letter, then it's a bit difficult because <laughs> you might find out later they come from another group of people who might call themselves Church of God, <laughs> same as we do, uh, but they're not connected to us, which uh, would be a shame and it would be something that um, 
demean the, 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 the things of God and the holiness of, of what God requires of us in our position, separated position as a priesthood. But the other thing about it is it's lovely to get a letter from another assembly uh, where greetings can be passed on and something that can sometimes be written in that letter it might not be read out to the church but just commending that person this person is coming they are known to us and in this case it's lovely what paul says about phoebe that um asking that she be welcomed uh, saying that uh, i want you to receive her in the lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need it's she she had been a great help to paul and so paul was just passing this on it's nice to get that sort of commendation of course do you always need letters we have people who come they're regular they're known to us uh, they come quite frequently um, a letter is not necessary there for introduction, but it is nice to keep the link between churches of God that uh, we can, a person can come with a letter saying, I send, I bring greetings from the church of God in wherever. And that link uh, is helpful and it help, it strengthens us. Phoebe was given that greeting to be given to the church of god in rome and she was to hand that over and she would be welcomed as a saint as somebody who's been commended by the church of god in, in corinth or and it would be some link there that they would rejoice in receiving this letter and know that she is somebody she was a woman um, of character and able to be a, a, a person who would be worthy of carrying that and be received and uh, being shown love. And that connection there would have been strong. He goes on to talk about <coughs> Priscilla and Aquila, which would been here, we knew about um, we read about in Acts, uh, a strong couple um, who Paul got to know very well. They were Jews who were uh, expelled from ex expelled from Rome um, during the time when uh, Caesar decided that he wanted the Jews out of it, out of Rome, and they were a lot of Jews were scattered. It's amazing how the Lord used that um, to his glory because a lot of these Jews that were scattered throughout the Roman Empire, they're going east from Rome, that the synagogues were set up uh, where they continued in their worship. But a lot of them had become very disillusioned of course with the, the uh, with caesar and the roman empire and the uh, godless uh, way they were conducting themselves uh, but they also because they had been 
expelled from, uh, from, from Jerusalem, from um, Israel. They were a people who were trying to find themselves. Uh, and they were a ripe people that God had used for, to be people like the apostles to go to and to teach. And they were very receptive to the word of God because they knew the, the true and living God as Jews. They knew the evil of the Roman Empire. And so when Paul and the apostles were teaching um, this new way, this gospel, then they were very receptive to it. And it gave a very good foundation, a grounding to the growth of Christianity at that period of time. You always read about Paul and the apostles when they went into a new city, they went to the synagogue, that was the first place they went to. And there they would meet a lot of these Jews. And this is where uh, Priscilla and Aquila came in and they were very strong Christians. They were um, fellow workers in Christ Jesus. See again the, the different terminologies that, you, that are used. You know that Phoebe was a servant um, A servant of the church, uh, Priscilla and Aquila are fellow workers in Christ Jesus. When you go down and read about others, they are those in the Lord, uh, who love in the Lord. And there are different expressions used. Priscilla and Aquila, fellow workers in Christ Jesus, was how Paul saw them. And they were people that he had experience with and had, had greatly admired they were also people who had the same uh, uh, gift, physical gift as him, a practical gift. They were tent makers. So there was a, a natural connection there uh, when they, they met up and Paul lived with them and they were able to work together uh, in their tent making. <coughs> there were also people who had risked their lives for the churches of the Gentiles. That is a tremendous commendation. You know, not all of us are called to do that. But, uh, but at the time that Paul was living in, when there was great uh, anger against Christianity, uh, not just from the Jews, but just from the, from the, the Romans as well, uh, rejecting the gospel, then these people were strong in standing up for the Lord and supporting gifted people like Paul practically. But these uh, Priscilla and Aquila were also gifted in that they understood um, the teachings and were able, if you remember, when they were confronted with Apollos, who was a great preacher and was a, a fervent worker, but they put him right. <laughs> in his understanding and appreciation of the full faith and the truth. And so it's, they were strong people. They were being used by the Lord, but also in the practical sense, Paul lived with them. Their house was open. They were, the, the church was in their house. And so therefore, whether it was just lots of the, the church of God in, in Corinth or the church of God in Ephesus, but um, where um, 
Priscilla and Aquila had had to move to, that they, when in their house, the church was, that there would be different houses that would have been forming the Church of God in Corinth, a bit like in Jerusalem. It wasn't just, they didn't all come to one place. But again, it's indicative of an open house. It's an indicative of a strong couple who were willing to house uh, part of the Church of God there and for to have an open house and show Christ-likeness. But also to give their life for it. They were, they gave, they risked their lives in what they did. So they get special mention and um, it's encouraging, you know, when you get actual names, although you never met them, it, it's not just a couple or some people, actual names are given, which again is a, a great uh, commendation to Paul that he knew them and he was prepared to mention them by name. And then he goes on to talk about another uh, 26 people that he then goes through one by one and talks about them. You think, um, you know, Ephianitis, he refers to as being the first convert to Christ in Asia. And it talks about his, that he, my dear friend, actually when you, in the NIV it says dear friend, but when you look up the word, uh, it means my beloved. Um, I suppose in English, <laughs> there's a bit of a difference between somebody who's a friend and somebody who's beloved. Uh, so it's a little bit watered down here in the NIV, I think, you know, that, that this is Paul saying, this is somebody that I, I, I deeply love. And it's somebody who's been a Christian for a long time. Uh, he was the first convert to Christ. I mean, that, that's what, what an accolade that is. The first person in Asia uh, to, to stand up and say, I'm for Christ. So he gets the first mention in that list. <laughs> uh, Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Andronicus and Junius, my relatives, who have been in prison with me, they are outstanding amongst the apostles. And they were in Christ before I was. Why does he mention that? I just think, you know, when we think about Paul, as he was known before his uh, conversion, his name was Saul. And he absolutely hated the Christians. And here he's saying that his, he had relations. I wonder if Saul, Paul, was active against his own relations in putting them in prison. It's possible, isn't it, that he would have known, possibly. Uh, it's one of these suppositions, I suppose. But just to think, why does he mention that before Saul met the Lord on the road to Damascus. These people had already accepted Christ as their saviour and he was gunning for them, all Christians, even his own relatives. So they get a special mention. One of the others that are mentioned as fellow workers in Christ, beloved, approved in Christ. And then others it says, greet his household. You're left with thinking, well, who are, are the whole household in the Church of God in Rome? 
Or is it just that we know there's a whole group of people in that uh, family and uh, the leader or the householder is in the Church of God in Rome and the others come along? Could be. Or it could be they were all in the Church of God in Rome. But the point is that Paul is mentioning them. He knows about them and he refers to them. And I think when this letter is read, there's people going to identify with these and it's and it, an uplift. It's an encouragement for them to think, this man, he's not been here before. Um, he, he'd only heard about us. And here he is mentioning us by name. Somebody he had met, of course, before. But uh, that's an uplift. That's an encouragement. And as he goes through them, he's talking about <coughs> them who are in Christ. Who, um, he talked about his other Herodian, who was also a, a relation of, of Paul's. Um, Narcissus, his household in the Lord. So that seems to quite clear that the household were in the Lord. <laughs> they were all together in the Lord. And so that group, again, are encouraged. Although they're not all named, he's at least mentioning that group. And then he goes on to talk about Rufus, who's, uh, who is chosen in the Lord. So again, why that uh, title? Why Rufus chosen in the Lord? Weren't they all chosen in the Lord? So you think, well, maybe that the fact that Paul mentioned that uh, specifically is important. Anyway, just running through them all, uh, six women mentioned. Um, so it, it's good that not just um, Phoebe's um, <coughs> name mentioned, not just uh, Priscilla's name mentioned, but other six women who are mentioned as being those who are workers, who are involved in the Church of God as we have today, and it's encouragement for the woman that, that women's names are mentioned too. There's so much in the Bible sometimes where it's just the men that are mentioned. We were just reading the other day there, you know, about feeding the 5,000. It seems remarkable, 5,000 men plus women and children, you know. <laughs> like, so uh, I can understand why the women get their hackles risen by that, but it's the way things were these days, though. But here it seems that Paul is is overcoming that to some degree by mentioning them by name because they had an integral, important part to play in the service for the Lord. So just finishing up, um, the, the last loving appeal that I was mentioning, um, keep yourselves from every evil influence. It's a warning that it seems as if Paul just suddenly sort of stops at the end of his greetings and thinks, oh, I forgot to mention that, or I need to put this in. And so he, he puts this in with three things. You have to be careful about people that cause divisions, that cause you to stumble. And I think, it, again, it's his love, his care, his concern for people that's saying, look out for that. He understands not everybody can be strong and, and uh, be able to deeply appreciate the, the truth of God. Some are lighter 
they're not so spiritually deep and they're more reliant on other people but there's a warning going out be careful who you listen to be careful who you, your teachers are and don't just take whatever somebody says or whatever somebody claims be a Berean and look in the scriptures yourself for it so that you're not conned into thinking that because somebody says something with confidence that in fact it's true you know, look at, at it for yourself the second thing was that you be careful about those that have smooth and flattering speech um, there's plenty that con us because they come across uh, very smooth always look to back it up with scripture and then the third thing would be wise in what is good and innocent that again you know this world is full of stuff that get, we get bombarded with and even in 2000 years ago it was the same and Paul saying be careful stay innocent be wise and don't just accept all the stuff that gets chucked at you um, just one thing I was going to mention there was about Satan Satan being crushed under your feet I think again it's an encouragement to think that here where the church of God in Rome were being told that they were going to be used the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet God's going to crush Satan but it's going to be under our feet that's that's incredible when you think about that that God will use us to crush Satan uh, encouragement when we're struggling to overcome Satan today that there's coming another day and with the strength of God and the power of God Satan will be overcome and you'll be part of that overcoming so the greetings then that, that came out from uh, Timothy, his fellow worker, from Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, Paul's relations, they are sending their greetings. And uh, as I mentioned about Tertius, who wrote the letter, Gaius is mentioned for his hospitality, and he's mentioned in scripture further on. Um, and Quartus, who's re referred to as the brother. <laughs> he's the brother. <coughs> I think it was, uh, I've been reading that in um, our, uh, the NIV says, our brother Quartus sends you their greeting. Again, what that means, I'm not too sure. Our brother, um, he's just a, a brother in the Lord, a brother in Christ. Um, I don't think it was Paul's actual brother, but it was... Uh, just that was his reference, that was his title. Sorry, I'm just saying. And then the doxology at the end the gospel I preach is Christ. And he finishes up with the strong, the strong teaching. What I'm teaching you is from Christ. So the whole letter is from Christ. The whole letter is from Him. Therefore, submit in obedience to the faith. Submit because it's the glory to Jesus and that when you go finishing the letter it makes you want to go back and read it again because it's all to the glory of God this letter although it's a letter it, it, it's penned by 
Tertius. It's the hand of God in it. And we are reading it 2,000 years later. And it's all for the glory of God. And it's necessary for us to submit to it. To read it, submit to it. And in obedience to the faith. Shall we pray? <clears throat>